Welcome to the Lifting Lessons at Lunch, hosted by Calvary Baptist Church of Statham, Georgia. My name is Matt Dibler, and I have the great privilege of pastoring Calvary Baptist Church. This podcast can be heard every Monday through Friday at 12 o'clock. And now, here is our speaker for today. Good afternoon, and welcome to Lifting Lessons at Lunch. It's good to have you tuning in today, and we trust that today's podcast will be a blessing to you as we continue in the book of Philippians chapter 4, verses 10 through 12. But I rejoice in the Lord greatly, that now at last your care of me hath flourished again, wherein you are also careful, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer needs. To kind of condense today's lesson, we're just going to deal with verses 10 through 11. Paul said, not that I speak in respect of want, because I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. Let me ask you this. Do you consider yourself a contented person? Are you satisfied with your life? Are you content with your job? Do you and your spouse get along? If you're single, maybe you think if only I would marry, if I was married, then I'd be happy. Or maybe you're married and you think if only I was single. I heard a story about a pilot who was flying over a lake and he told the person he was flying with that he used to fish in that very lake and he'd watch planes fly over and wish to himself that he could one day fly over the lake rather than sitting here fishing on the lake. And he told that, that comrade up there with him, now I only wish I could fish in that lake again. So many times we're not satisfied with what the Lord has given to us. When you got up this morning, did you look in the mirror and say, oh Lord, I thank you for making me the way I am? Or did you look in the mirror and say, oh Lord, why did you make me like this? I need help. You know, if you have problems with yourself, Many times you have problem with God because that's how he made you. But Paul says, I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. He said, I have learned. It takes learning to become contented. It's not going to happen overnight. It takes Bible reading. It takes much prayer. You see, Paul is getting old. He doesn't have much. Once he was rich. Now his health is declining. Once he was strong. Now he's in prison. But once he was free. But he, but he says, I have learned the secret of contentment. And I think a lot of folks aren't content because of unrealistic expectations. Many of our grandparents grew up in the Great Depression and had very little. And when they married, they had to work long and hard to get what they needed. But today it seems that many young people get married, they expect to have everything from day one, what it took their parents and grandparents years to accumulate. The level of expectation had changed. People get married and discover that their spouse isn't perfect. They go to work and they find out the boss isn't perfect. Their friends aren't perfect. 
They go to church expecting everything to be perfect. And they think Christians are perfect. They get saved and they find out Christians aren't perfect. They have problems as well. Christians sin. So there is disappointment and discontentment simply because of unrealistic expectation. Learn what God expects of you, not what people expect of you. How about unfair comparisons? When you compare yourselves to others, you're going to find some more attractive, more gifted, more talented, some younger, some stronger. And you'll always be discontented if you're comparing yourselves to people. One of the interesting things about Paul is that you never find him comparing themselves to others except here in the book of Philippians to make a point. Tradition says that Paul was short. And if he compared himself to Peter, who tradition says was um, big and tall, he would find himself lacking and he would have an inferiority complex. Tradition also says that Paul had stooped shoulders and was rather homely looking. So if he had gone around comparing himself to others, he could have had a tremendous inferiority complex. But he didn't yield to unfair comparisons. Instead, he just counted his blessings. The songwriters said like this, Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God hath done. And one, stanza, one of the stanzas says, When we look at others with their lands and gold, think that Christ has promised you His wealth untold. Count your many blessings. Money cannot buy your reward in heaven, nor your home on high. We live in the most affluent world. We have more possessions. We have more freedoms, more opportunities than anyone else. And yet, Americans are among the most dissatisfied people on earth and have a high Suicide rate. And sad to say, Christians fit in that same category. The problem is they take their blessings for granted. Is air conditioning a necessity or a luxury? Well, here in Florida or in Georgia, it really gets hot. So we close our windows, shut our doors, and turn on our air conditioning, and we expect our homes be, to be so comfortable. The only time we think about is when it breaks down and we have to sweat a little bit. What about our automobiles, luxury or necessity? What about our television? Well, we need a big screen or a bigger screen, surround sound, and so on. We want it all. Paul writes about himself in the early Christian, 1 Timothy 6, 8, and having food and raiment, let us be therewith content. You mean you're saying, Brother Tommy, that Paul is saying that we're just to have food and clothing? And that's all we need for contentment. That's what the Word of God says. Well, folks, we have a lot more than that, don't we? Hallelujah to God. We have so many unnoticed blessings. Another reason I think we're discontented, we have the wrong goals. The, now, the Bible doesn't condemn goals in life. It encourages us to strive for excellence. But when our goals are uncontrolled, and when it selfishly fuels our egos, it's not good. James writes, For where envying and strife is, there is confusion in every evil work. 
number of years ago, Time Magazine reported that a mugger held up a woman at gunpoint and demanded her money. When he, she had only had $12.50 in her purse, he became very angry. Then he saw her checkbook and insisted that she write a check for him for $300. The next day, he was arrested when he tried to cash that, cash that check. And that's pretty stupid, isn't it? But yet that was uncontrolled ambition. The Bible never says be content with who you are, but it does say be content with what you have. We are to be ambitious, but ambitious for the right things. How can we be content? Being grateful. Just being grateful for what God has done. Isaiah 26, 3 says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. We have a happy life because we have Christ. And if we just learn to be grateful, we'll be content. And I think that was one of the secrets to Paul's success of being contented. He was grateful. A preacher in the 14th century met a beggar and said, God give you a good day, my friend. And he said, the beggar answered, I thank God I never had a bad one. Then the preacher said, God give you a happy life, my friend. I thank God, said the beggar, I am never unhappy. Then he asked, what do you mean? Well, said the beggar, when the weather is fine, I thank God. When it rains, I thank God. When I have plenty, I thank God. When I'm hungry, I thank God. That's sort of like Paul. He was contented no matter what he had in life. Another way to be content is seek to please Jesus. Quit worrying about pleasing people. Jesus said, Matthew 6, But seek ye first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. This is a lesson we've never really learned. But if we do, then we'll discover one of the secrets of being content, like Paul. Paul says in the book of 1 Thessalonians 2, 4, but as we were allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel, even so we speak, not as pleasing men, but God, which trieth our hearts. Quit trying to please men. They will not bring contentment. Only serving the Lord Jesus Christ will be contentment. Love people. Show your concern for them. Paul writes here in verse 10 again, But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly, that now at last your care of me hath flourished again, wherein you were also careful, but you lacked opportunity. Love people like Paul. There was once a king who offered a prize to the artist who could paint the best picture of peace. Many artists tried. The king looked at the pictures, but there was only one he really liked. He had to choose between them. One picture was a calm lake. The lake was a perfect mirror for peaceful, loving tower of mountains. All around it, overhead was a blue sky with fluffy white clouds. And all who saw the picture thought that it was a perfect picture of peace. The other picture had mountains too, but these mountains were rugged and barren. Above them was an angry sky from which rain fell and which lightning played. Down the side of one mountain tumbled a foaming waterfall. This did not look peaceful at all. But when the king looked closely at the waterfall, he saw behind a tiny bush growing in the crack in the rock. In the bush, a mother bird had built her nest. There in the midst of the rush of angry water sat the mother bird on her nest in perfect 
and peace. And this one won the award. Why? Explained the king, peace does not mean to be in a place where there is no noise, trouble, or hard work. Peace means to be in the midst of all those things and to still be calm in your heart, knowing God has it all under control. How about you? You have peace this afternoon? Are you content? If you're not, then learn the secrets of contentment from the Apostle Paul. Heavenly Father, help us to be content with all that you've given to us. Lord, you've done so much for us. Help us never take it for granted. Lord, help us to love people. Help us to be grateful. God, I thank you for saving my soul. If that was all you ever did for me, that would be enough. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you for tuning in today, and we trust you have a good rest afternoon. God bless you now.